With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The Eric Erickson Show across the nation. I've got housekeeping out of the gate. This is very important. I have an opening for a new listener. If, if any of you know someone who would like to be smarter than their neighbors and the most informed person at their office water cooler at their, or at their church, uh, we, we've got an opening for a listener. I got an email from a listener a little while ago, said he can never listen again, will never listen again, because he is upset. I, I have for my Georgia audience, when I was a drive-time host just doing Georgia stuff, I would always put out the list of people I voted for or thought you should vote for. And he is perturbed by one particular person on a list of about 40 people and said, because of that one name, he can never listen again. Uh, So we have an opening for just not two, not three, not a dozen, just one more listener. The airwaves can make space. For one more listener allowed to listen, let your friends know that they can tune in and become smart people. There's one formerly smart person who will now regrade in his brains, and we should pray for his soul. We can move on now. If you are in Georgia and you want the list, if you text the word DATA to 33777, You will get my list of all of the candidates in Georgia down to the state legislature, not all the state legislature. There's a lot of them, and I don't care about all of them, Uh, but some of them I have listed the names of the people. You can print it out and take it with you and follow along. There is one race. All right, I got to tell you all the story. This wasn't what I was going to talk about all the gate, but everywhere. I don't care who you are, wherever you are. So there is a Supreme Court justice. Her name is Verda Colvin. Uh, she used to be a judge in the county in which I live. I was a lawyer for a number of years. She was a highly regarded uh, lawyer. She became a judge. She actually went viral uh, on the internet and everywhere um, when uh, several years ago, she lectured a young black man in a gang who had accidentally killed a friend. And she was sending him to jail. Uh, they, they were in up to no good in a gang activity. And um, she sent him to jail. It went viral. It made national news. And she was ultimately uh, elevated to the Georgia Supreme Court by Brian Kemp. You would never know this from the Democrats in Georgia, but Kemp actually has put more um, black people and females on the bench in Georgia as judges and district attorneys than, than the previous governors have. 
He's been very diverse. They're all very good picks. Verda Colvin is a phenomenal person, but she's being challenged by a lady. Uh, now, I, I had a case against this woman. And all I will tell you is that I was not a very good lawyer. My gosh, I look like Albert Einstein uh, going up against this person. It was, I felt horrible for her clients. I mean, this, this, my gosh, uh, this, this person's terrible and, and is now running for the Supreme Court of Georgia. Uh, probably in, in my time as a lawyer, the worst lawyer I ever encountered. And she wants to be on the Georgia Supreme Court. I don't care. Democrats and Republican, this is a nonpartisan race. Uh, you better go vote for Verda Colvin. You do not want this other person on the Supreme Court of Georgia. Uh, my gosh, what a nightmare that would be. Um, it's just a disaster, disaster. So all that being said, if you want the list, text DATA, D-A-T-A, text it to the number 33777, and we have an opening for a new lister. Now, if you would like to be a part of this year's program, you can call 877-973-7425. There has been a staggering turn of events. The the media, I, I, I haven't seen this many blue checks get this upset about anything since Elon Musk announced he was going to buy Twitter. They are... Uh, Fallen apart, crazy, angry over this. Uh, Even people at NBC News, reporters at NBC News are attacking NBC News polling. The NBC News poll is out and it's got a data point out there that uh, no one who listens just to the mainstream media was expecting. They're very upset about this. The and so heart research and public opinion strategies does the NBC News poll. Heart Research is a highly respected Democratic polling firm. Public Opinion Strategies is one of the most respected Republican polling firms. So they do it together, they've done it for a while. And they're not happy. People aren't happy. Reporters aren't happy. Why? I'm gonna give you a list. I'm going to give you a list. Joe Biden, Donald Trump, Kamala Harris, Democratic Party, Republican Party, United States Supreme Court, Ron DeSantis, Vladimir Zelensky, Disney. They asked, NBC News asked, do you support Do you oppose? Do you find them favorable? Do you find them unfavorable? 62% of Americans say Vladimir Zelensky. They have a very favorable impression of him. Only 9% have a negative impression. The rest, they don't know who he is. 62% favorable. Ron DeSantis. He's got a 28% positive rating, but only a 26% negative rating. Most people have no opinion. Disney, 33% positive. Negative, 30%. The rest have have no opinion. Donald Trump, 36% positive, 51% negative. Joe Biden, 37% positive, 51% negative, roughly the same. Kamala Harris, 31% positive, 48% negative. The Republican Party, 35% negative, 
46% positive. I'm sorry, 35% positive, 46% negative. The Democratic Party, 31% positive, 50% negative. The most unpopular listing in the poll is the Democratic Party. Joe Biden has a 37% favorable rating. Kamala Harris and the Democratic Party are tied for 31%. Dog turds in a flaming brown bag on your front porch poll higher than Kamala Harris and the Democratic Party. You put a flaming bag of poo on someone's front porch and they will open their door aghast and screaming and then say, oh my God, well, at least it's not a Democrat. That's how unpopular the Democratic Party is in America right now. And it has media types outraged. They're questioning the veracity of the bull. How can the Democratic Party be more unpopular than the Republican Party? The answer, the answer is that the Republican Party does not control the federal government. The Democratic Party does. And so the Democratic Party gets all of the blame. It has been a blessing for the Republicans that Joe Manchin did not convert to the Republican Party, nor did Kristen Sinema. Had they, and had they put Mitch McConnell in charge, um, well, there would be a bad guy for the Democrats to blame. Right now, the Democratic bad guy is Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson is the big bad for the Democrats. They're trying to tie him to the the, the shooter in Buffalo. Now, Tucker Carlson, the other day, uh, actually denounced racism. Tucker Carlson is not a racist. It's amazing you have to say that, but there's an orchestrated effort. And by the way, let me explain to you what's actually going on here. It is time for advertising contract renewals. And all of the major media outlets are out there trying to re-sign their contracts with advertisers. So the competitors to Fox News, with the help of the Democratic Party, are trying to organize an advertiser boycott using the shooter in Buffalo as a way to blame Fox News and Tucker Carlson and impact Fox's business. It's a full court press, even Chuck Schumer, sending an, a letter to um, Murdoch, uh, Robert R- R- Rupert Murdoch, the owner of Fox News, uh, blaming them for the shooting in New York, demanding they tone down their rhetoric. It's all an advertiser ploy. It's cynical. That's what it is. None of these people really believe it. They just don't like Fox News. They don't like an alternative to them. Well, now here comes NBC News and shows the Democratic Party is despised. Notice the Democrat, notice the Fox or the NBC News poll. Notice it didn't ask about the media. It did not ask whether you trust the media or not. I bet the media would somewhere be around Kamala Harris and the Democratic Party's popularity, maybe less. Zelensky, he couldn't be president of the United States. You gotta be an American born in the United States or an American citizen at birth. To be it, but my gosh, 62% popularity in the United States. Uh, this is one reason why some of the Republicans who are attacking uh, Zelensky and the Ukrainians aren't getting much traction. It has become an issue with Madison Cawthorn's reelection in North Carolina because uh, it turns out Zelensky and the Ukrainians are very popular. And Cawthorn's been calling him a thug, sucking up to Putin.
when you control the levers of government, you tend to get the blame. We should not be surprised in any way, shape, or form. We should not be surprised that the Democrats and Kamala Harris are pulling terribly. What is surprising is that Joe Biden does better. Now, he's got a 51% negative rating, which is actually higher than Kamala Harris within the margin of error, though. But the Republican Party is more popular than the Democrats, Joe Biden, and Kamala Harris, and less hated. In fact, the Republican Party and Donald Trump are roughly tied in favorability, 35 for the Republicans, 36 for Trump. And then Trump has 51% negative rating. The GOP only has 46%. This goes with another poll. Byron York from the Washington Examiner pointed it out the other day that more Republicans now say they're Republicans than they are of the party of Trump. There has been a gradual shift over time. Time changes things. Events change things. It was Harold Macmillan was the British prime minister who swept into office. He was uh, reportedly one of Queen Elizabeth's favorite prime ministers. And uh, some reporter, young reporter, asked him what could change his popularity. And he says, events, dear boy, events. Events change things. Something wicked this way comes. Whether it gets here now or later, I don't know. But if something bad does come now and the nation rallies to Joe Biden, the Democrats may get a lifeline, but it's rather ghoulish if the Democrats are in a position of hoping for disaster that makes Joe Biden look like a leader. They should not be in that position. They did not have to be in that position. Events change things. And two years ago, the entirety of the American media, the press corps, the Democratic Party, and many Republicans thought, oh, no, the days of the GOP are at an end because of Donald Trump. There are even today a bunch of people who say, you know, Kathy Barnett, she can't win in Pennsylvania. She's too fringe. I saw Donald Trump's Access Hollywood tape where he said he could grab women by their you-know-what and he still beat Hillary Clinton. Don't say these people can't win. There are some I do believe probably can. Eric Greitens in Missouri. I think even Herschel Walker in Georgia can win. It'll just be a very tough lift for him. Kathy Barnett could win. Dr. Oz can probably win, but he's not a Republican. He's a grifter. He's a huckster. But they can win because the Democrats are the unpopular ones. You would never know that from listening to CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, NBC, reading the New York Times, the Washington Post, even the Wall Street Journal, which tends to lean righter than the rest of them. The Republicans are the bad guy. The Republicans are the enemy. Watch the morning talk shows. Watch the morning TV shows. The Republicans are the bad guys. Watch the view. The GOP, they're terrible. The views of the media and of the Democratic Party expressed by the media are not representative of the American people. The American people go to their grocery stores and they can't find baby formula. They go to the grocery store. They can't find food. They go to the gas station and gas is ridiculously priced. And they look to Washington and who is there in charge? Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, President of the United States Joe Biden, Vice President of the United States Kamala Harris. These are the people in charge. And we had good times until they took over. You break it. You buy it. The American people, they're just not 
buy-in with the Democrats have broken. And in November, the Democrats will have hell to pay. Events, dear boy, events. They changed for the Democrats who thought the days of the GOP were over. And now the red wave is coming. If you're a regular listener to this podcast, you know, I used to have a great business sense and love to invest and it just got overwhelming and I've been looking to get back into it. And y'all, I have tried the different companies. Y'all know the companies I'm talking about out there. And I settled on SoFi for a lot of reasons. And now I'm actually happy to tell you about them as a podcast advertiser. I'm happy they came on board because I came on board them before this. And I really like it. And one of the reasons I like it is because it's gotten so complicated with all the jargon out there. You got meme stocks, altcoin, you got shilling for different stocks. You don't know who you can trust. Uh, with SoFi, you can actually get into investing stocks, ETFs, crypto, retirement planning. You get all the IRA options, whether SEP, traditional, or Roth. You don't get commissions on trading stocks and ETFs. You get no account fees or hidden fees. You can use fractional shares that start as low as $5 to buy brand name stocks. Even if you don't have a couple thousand dollars lying around, you can get started for cheap with SoFi putting your money in and watching it grow over time. Now listen, you get hands-on with active investing. You can let SoFi's number one ranked automated investing tool, their robo-advisor, take the stress out of building and managing a diversified portfolio. They've got it all there. It's easy to use. I've been using it. I love the interface. It's intuitive. If I can do it, you can do it. Cut through the jargon. Make investing easy with SoFi. Go to SoFi.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to learn how you can win up to $1,000 in stock when you open an account. That's SoFi.com slash Eric, S-O-F-I.com slash E-R-I-C-K. Brokerage and active investing products offered through SoFi Securities, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. Importantly... If you would like to see the list of all the people I said vote for in Georgia, you don't have to. I mean, you can use it as a list of people not to vote for. You can say, oh, my gosh, if Erickson's for him, I'm against him. But you can see the list by texting data to 33777. Most importantly, the bottom link is to my daily email. And every morning I send a piece out and every day at noon, I will send you out all the show prep for the show, all of the links to all of the stories and so much more. And you can get it all by subscribing to my Substack. Uh, text data to 33777. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, nobody has seen David Perdue in Georgia. There's an APB out on him. He's just disappeared. He was last seen last Friday. He hasn't tweeted since either. He's shown up a couple of times on, on some streaming services nobody watches, but he's only got three campaign events scheduled before the election. The election's next week. Now, North Carolina and Pennsylvania have their elections today. We will talk about the North Carolina and Pennsylvania elections the top of the next hour. I have something else I want to talk about when we come back which is uh, the, the shooting in Buffalo. But before I do that, my listeners knew this was coming. If you're a listener of this program, to my knowledge, I'm the only nationally syndicated conservative talk show that started talking about this issue when it happened, and so you knew it was coming. Nobody else did. Hospitals are having to cancel MRIs and CT scans because of the dye shortage I warned y'all about a couple of weeks ago. 
China's COVID-19 pandemic lockdowns led to a shortage of the dye used in medical scans. U.S. hospitals, including the Mayo Clinic, are having to ration supplies, postpone procedures, or switch to less optimal, optimal imaging. The shortage arose because of the Omnipack made by General Electric's healthcare unit. It's made in a plant in Shanghai. It's an intravenous injection that allows um, internal organs, blood vessels, and more to be seen during CT scans and MRIs. Uh, they, they will put it in and no more. There is none available. The entire global supply gone because of the lockdown in Shanghai. Uh, they have The plant has reopened. Uh, so we technically now, because of production ramp-ups, have about 20% of the global supply, 80% short. Uh, but hospitals are having to shut it down. And I w- I've been talking about this issue. I've been warning people it would come. Uh, some doctors even reached out and kind of laughed it off a few weeks ago when I talked about it. Yet here it is, hospitals around the country having to limit or stop altogether scans in hospitals because of this. Maybe we need to learn the lesson that being so reliant on China for all of our supplies, antibiotics and the like, maybe it's a terrible thing and we should rethink our supply chain issues and stop being so dependent. At some point, it becomes a national security issue for the United States to be this reliant on other countries to fund our medical needs. Hello there, it is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number is 877-973-7425 should you wish to be a part of this here program. I want to switch gears to what is happening in Buffalo, New York. The president of the United States is there with his wife to address the crowd uh, after the shooting in Buffalo. Um, He has made some remarks. I know some of our affiliates are taking the speech. I have no intention of doing that. There's a problem going on in the country. We have a problem that our political leaders could in some way address, but they don't want to address the problem. The problem we have is bigger than social problems. It's bigger than economic problems. It's bigger than political problems, bigger than partisan problems. We've got a spiritual crisis in the country. People have given up hope. They are not optimistic about the future. For several decades, politicians and partisans of both sides have played a very cynical game of pitting people against each other and making each side be convinced that it's this election or else America as you know it goes away. The Democrats do it to the Democrats, Republicans do it to Republicans, and you believe, you believe. I cannot tell you the number of times I've gotten furious emails from people when I say, honestly, neither Barack Obama nor Donald Trump meaningfully changed your life very much. At the margins, yes, healthcare with Obama, taxes with Trump, but really not in a ton of ways. Your day-to-day meaningful existence hasn't changed because Washington doesn't have that power. And yet people are enraged by this. I get the, You can tell they're in all caps. They're spittle-fueled emails from people saying, how dare you say that? Don't you understand my life is different now? 
And inevitably, their life is different because of something that happened at the local level, not the national level. But the Democrats and Republicans have convinced everybody that we are in an existential threat from the other side. And partisans go out of their way to make it seem that way. The number of activists from the left who target the baker who doesn't want to bake the cake for the gay wedding. The small Christian community that the kids pray in school, but the one atheist kid got to shut it all down for everybody. You can kind of understand why conservatives feel there's an existential threat and the left feels the same way. My gosh, look at how they're spinning the abortion stuff. Women's rights are going to go away. Women are going to be back in chastity belts. They won't be able to buy birth control. It's all BS. But the fringes believe it. We have a spiritual crisis in the country because people no longer believe in themselves and they no longer believe in the country. And the political class in this country seems like they're so quick to cash in, so quick to make a profit off of governance, and also like they're trying to manage our decline. And they go out and they say, uh, 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 America, F yeah, like Team America. While at the meantime, behind the scenes, they're wheeling and dealing with China, trying to get the Chinese to come for them last. It's a bipartisan problem. And it is ultimately, it is a spiritual problem. We've given up on each other. We've given up on ourselves. We've given up on our country. We have turned very tribal and decided that only our tribe is pure. Only our tribe can save us from the other, from the enemy. We view the other side not as opponents now, but enemies. And into that come the whispering voices in the dark corners of the internet that say, you know, it's actually more, it's even worse than that. It's the Trilateral Commission. It's the Council on Foreign Relations. It's the Bilderbergers. It's the Build A Burgers. It's the Illuminati. It's the World Economic Forum. It's George Soros. It's the Great Replacement. I'm not saying none of these things aren't problems, but what I am saying is by and large, they are not the problem. I'm not saying they are not concerns. I'm just saying they're not the concern. They're issues to deal with. George Soros certainly backs people on the left. Certainly, uh, there are American corporations that would love to push Americans out of work and bring in the robots. There is the, the theory that the word sabotage comes from the workers in France who wore the wooden shoes called sabots and shoved them into the gears of the machines to stop the machines from replacing them. And in this country now, there are a lot of people who, because of labor issues in this country, have thought they want to replace us with illegal aliens. Or they want to flood the border with illegals and, and make them citizens and give them amnesty so they can vote Democrat and, and replace us in some way. More than anything, though, what all of this comes down to is idol worship. Our hearts are perpetual factories of idols. We have a spiritual problem because both political parties— and lots of the Christian right and lots of the anti-Christian left have shoved God out and put in their own partisan politics. And they've decided we don't need a savior of humanity. We need a savior of our political system. And that savior is going to be someone called a sinner who is a man who people vote for, who plays on the vices of each and pits them against the virtues of the other and claims that the other is causing an existential threat. And if you don't vote for him, by God, the nation's going to go to hell in a handbasket. 
And into all of this, we have a bunch of unstable minds. Unstable minds on the left, James Hodgkinson. Unstable minds on the right. And unstable minds generally who transcend partisan lines like the shooter in Buffalo. Who if you actually paid attention and read, he's not a conservative. He's not a Tucker Carlson person. He's not a Republican. Rolling Stone has this awful piece up claiming that the shooter in, in Buffalo is a mainstream Republican. Really? One of the things he's worried about is climate change. I didn't realize that was mainstream Republicanism. Now, there is a solution here. The solution is easy. It's just God. We need Jesus, not more government. But it's not going to happen in that way. But we don't have to get into theology. God does not will this to happen. All things work for the good of those called according to God's purpose. We don't know what that good is now. All things work to ultimately glorify God. We don't know how this ultimately works in that way. What we do know is evil is the absence of God. Where God is not, evil is. And as we have pushed God out of society, it's not a coincidence that we see more and more strife in our society the further our society is from the church. And the church, by the way, could fill the void, but there are too many churches in this country on the left and the right who are too reflective of the culture of the day, too reflective of the politics of the day, and too reflective of the partisan voices of the day. On the rare occasions I get invited to preach, I enjoy doing it. It's actually a challenge. On the rare occasions, I try to preach for the book of Amos because I know I'm being uh, asked by a conservative congregation. You know, the, the left has hijacked the book of Amos, my favorite book in the Old Testament. The Amos was the very first prophet. It would be like sending someone from Texas up to New York to tell them uh, your world is going to come to an end. You're not as awesome as you think you are. They would say, well, go back to Texas. You're Texan. You just think Texas is awesome. That's what Amos was done. He was sent from Judah up to Israel. Said, your world is coming to an end. And they said, hey, you, you know, go, go, go back to Judah. Go back there. We've got our own priests here, and they say good things. They only wanted to hear the good things. And his message was that God judges everybody. And he will judge you based on your care of the widows, the orphans, the poor, and the refugees. And you're not taking care of any of them. And because of that message, the left have co-opted Amos and the right tends to avoid him. But it's a book about justice. And in this country, no one's really interested in justice. We're not interested in right these days. We're interested in, well, the political right and the political left. And our president, the president of the United States, he could stand up and he could take a moral tone here and he could call people back to faith. He could call people back to God. He claims to be a man of faith. He claims to be a devout Catholic. The media tells us he's a devout Catholic. And he could recognize there is no role for the president of the United States here except to hold the people whose loved ones are die dead and cry with them, be sympathetic to them and show them empathy and remind them of the greatness of this country and that evil will not prevail as long as we are a United States of America. He could do that. He could set the tone 
For four years when Donald Trump was president of the United States, his tone was blasted all the time as too divisive, too bitter, too partisan. And there were times I think people were right when they said that about him. Not every time, but a lot of it. This president could tell people to stop looking to Washington for help because Washington is not going to show up in time to help you when you call 911. Washington isn't going to solve your daily problems. Your community is. And you'll find your strength in your community. You'll find your salvation in your community. You will find love in your community. You will find help in your community. Seek the welfare of the community in which you live. There will you will find your welfare, according to Jeremiah 29. The president could do that. But the president He's headed into a campaign season where his negatives are, he is less popular than flaming bags of dog poop. So he's got to find an enemy. And his enemy is going to be the Republican Party and Tucker Carlson and Fox News because he's got to vilify someone. Because someone's got to blame. Someone's got to be blamed. There is someone to blame here called the shooter. And we should note the shooter is is a mentally crazy person with deranged views that he got off dark corners of the Internet. Instead, they want to blame the very public-facing Tucker Carlson and Fox News because it's useful to them to build a villain through which in that villain they can run a campaign against the other side and vilify the other side and make there be an existential crisis that if you vote for them, more of this is going to happen, except it's happening on your watch, Mr. President. And it's not your fault. But it's also not Tucker Carlson's fault. It's not Fox News' fault. It's not the fault of people who advance the whole great replacement theory, which I think is nonsense. And by the way, which I always find the left accusing the right of believing. And I don't know anyone on the right who really advances this view. And yet they tell me that it's pervasive on the right. I had to look it up. Or you could acknowledge a few things, which you're not going to do. You could acknowledge that ours is a nation that has decided to find its trust in celebrities and government and not God. That ours is a government that has put its faith in bureaucrats and experts instead of finding faith in the American people. You could acknowledge that people feel left behind in the technological and financial revolutions of this country and that there should be some bipartisan ways to come together to make people feel like they belong in society. And you could tell those people in Buffalo that their loss will not be in vain because Americans will rise to the better angels of their selves and realize that though we disagree in politics, though we disagree as partisans, though both of us have a view for the country and increasingly we find that we believe the other person's view will be destructive of our way of life, that we are actually not enemies. We just strongly disagree with each other. We have strong disagreements, and those disagreements are settled at the ballot box, not with a bullet. And that we need to be mindful of those in this country who are hurting and those who have mental health issues and those who feel alienated from society. And we need the churches of America and the community nonprofits of America, the secular and the sectarian to rise up together in unity and try to make people feel like they are a part of this country and that this country is for their betterment, not for their alienation. The president of the United States could say these things. He could do these things, 
But why bother when you've got a campaign ahead of you? And every politician in America now is so damn cynical. They don't actually want to do what's right for the country. They have internalized that what's right for them is right for the country, which means we're going to get worse, not better. It's one of the reasons I support a group like Patriot Mobile because they share my values. They commit to the cause. They put their money where their mouth is when it comes to advancing the conservative movement, the Second Amendment, the pro-life cause, the veterans and first responders, and and you should consider doing business with them. You get great cell phone coverage. They use the towers everybody else uses, so you don't have to worry about it. And you get free activation with my name. You go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, patriotmobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K. You can see a map of their coverage. You'll see how complete it is. 5G data voice. You can also call them. They have 100% U.S.-based customer service. It's 972-PATRIOT. Tell them I sent you. You get free activation. And they give you great discounts if you're a veteran, a first responder, a teacher, an NRA member. Talk to them about the discounts. Talk to them about the coverage. Just call and talk to them. 100% U.S.-based. And they're Christians and conservatives. They share your values, and they want to spend their money, their profits, on the causes you care about. PatriotMobile.com slash Eric. Hello, it is Eric Erickson here. Uh, Full warning, full warning. Uh, Tomorrow I have the recipe set, and it's not your standard food recipe. I have experienced. I took one for the team. I decided, you know, um, my wife and most of my friends, they all like margaritas on occasion. And I'm not a margarita, I'm not a not a tequila drinker in general. I like expensive bourbon and cheap beer. But I decided, you know, I, I should give this a whirl. And I decided I was going to make my own margarita mix. I was going to juice the limes and I was going to put it all together. And I was, I was going to, and I have, I have come up with, well, I'm just going to say, if I like it, you're you're bound to like it. Um, the trick is in the water selection I have discovered. So, uh, y'all, y'all, some of you know this about me. I have a cookbook collection. Drives my wife insane. Actually, had to had to buy, hire a carpenter to build uh, floor to ceiling bookshelves because I have hundreds of cookbooks, but not just cookbooks. I have books on the art and the science of cooking. And they're actually some of my favorites. Um, the, the the art and the science of cooking. Uh, it just I, I've got the, the classic French ones translated into English. I've got, what's his name? Harold, what's his name? Is it McGee? Um, the science of cooking. I've got all the Cook Illustrated ones. And believe it or not, you can kind of figure out water combinations if you want to bring out more citrusy flavors or minerals. Do you use purified water or tap water or spring water, bottled water? What sort of bottled water? I, and it, I, it, it works. It does. The science is impressive. I have a great recipe for you tomorrow. I've already got it scheduled to go out tomorrow. Uh, a margarita mix. You know, And you know what? You don't even have to put the, the alcohol in it. You can just have it as it is. It's great. Uh, and what you do is you text the word recipe, singular, just the recipe, the word recipe to 33777. You can get all the recipe list. You can you can do the subscription, and that just helps me buy the stuff to develop the recipes. Or you can just get on it, no charge, and get the recipes. Just text recipe to 33777. Now, when we come back, to, today is primary day in Pennsylvania and North Carolina. There is a big hullabaloo over the um, support that Donald Trump has thrown to Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania. Uh, the Democratic Senate candidate there has had a stroke, 
It's a crazy, crazy time in Pennsylvania. And I want to spend a little bit of time on that in North Carolina and the lay of the land moving forward uh, with these endorsements in Georgia and more that President Trump has done. And where on earth is David Perdue? I have some data on that race as well in Georgia. The gubernatorial candidate backed by Donald Trump looks like he's gone to the witness protection program. 